0: Show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll be featuring Jim Dalremple of the Loop at loopinsight.com with lots of sage comments. We'll also hear from Mike Prospero. He's a reviews editor of Laptop Magazine at LaptopMag.com. He'll be talking about Windows 8, the first computers from Sony running Windows 8, and a smackdown between a Samsung Galaxy S3 and the iPhone 5. All this and more on the Tech Night Out Live. Yeah! He's back, Jim Dalremple of The Loop at LoopInsight.com. And he has amazing insights. I'm not just joking, my friends. He has contacts like no other i mean i think he's got contacts better than the wall street journal and the new york times because he makes pithy comments about things that apple may or may not do and he tends to be correct so jim welcome back to the show that was very kind gene thanks well you deserve it my friend all right let me ask you the 64 million dollar question will there be another apple media event this month
1: well the popular belief is that there'll be uh another one this month, but nobody knows when. What is your
0: statement? Yay, nay, or I rather
1: not say? Well, I, I, I think that overall, the general feeling is that there will be one. You know, I have no inside knowledge to present. Nothing to present.
0: Okay. What about the iPad mini that's been rumored?
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that. I mean, you know, if if there's going to be an event this month, that's probably what we'll be looking at. And there seems to be uh, quite a few people that would like to have a, an iPad mini, you know, a seven or eight inch screen. I've talked to, to quite a few people over the, the past few months that that would really like to have an iPad uh, with a smaller screen. And And to be honest with you, I was wondering, you know, if people would really like that. But what it's the people that I'm talking to are the ones that you know they travel, uh, commute every day to work, and they're on the train or the bus, and they they feel that having the I, iPad would uh, would benefit them in those those types of environments. You know, I can see that. I'm not really in that type of environment because I, I don't commute every day. So when I use my iPad, it's you know me sitting in my in my office relaxing and using the ipad instead of the computer because the computer is is all about working
0: okay so the key is here is the size the size is the factor 9.7 inches little too heavy a little too big to carry on that subway or on yeah. that bus yeah but you think seven or this rumored size 7.85 inches makes sense why did they come up with 7.85 inches that seems to be the one that all the rumors are talking about
1: yeah it does and and when you look at at screen sizes and the way that apps work and the way that uh, the video works it it seems to be a really good size for uh for that environment so there's a lot of ways that a 7.85 inch screen uh, could really work to apple's advantage
0: well, how about a few specifics? In what way do these choices work to Apple's advantage? I've got to understand that particular size because it's kind of oddball. It's not 7 inches, it's not 8 inches, it's 7.85.
1: Well, and look at the, the iPad itself. It's not 10 inches, although that's what we always say. It's a 10-inch iPad. You know? so, um, it's 9.7 inches, sure. Right. So when we look at, at the dimensions of apps and... I think people are starting to understand more now that that Apple does everything for a reason. you know it, it makes every design choice in these products for a reason. And just look at the iPhone 5. Uh, the iPhone 5 is is the perfect size with a larger screen. It's lighter and it's thinner. So you can hold it better in your hand, you can still operate it with with one hand, and that was huge for me with with the iPhone five to be able to to operate it with one hand: Some because of I-
0: these other smartphones, the sizes are kind of insane. And is it ad for the iPhone five showing somebody using it with one hand. But when you get up to four point three inches, four point six is it? five inches like these crazy almost tablets with the stylus? Try to operate those with one hand, unless you know you got the hand that picks up the basketball comfortably.
2: Well,
1: exactly. And and for something like an iPhone or, or a smartphone of any kind, you have to, to consider how people are using it and how people are fitting it into their lifestyles. And for a smartphone, sure, people have some time where they're sitting at the coffee shop and they're checking email and they're they're doing things. But a lot of the time, you know, walking and, you know, you have a coffee in, in one hand and you have your phone in the other and a text comes in and you want to reply. I mean, it, it, it's a lot of one-handed use. And I think Apple took those, those types of lifestyle decisions into account when it made the iPhone 5. I think that a lot of the other companies went for the simple notion that bigger is better.
0: They didn't do any real testing about convenience. Ergonomics doesn't really fit with them. So for example, with Apple, the key is it's not just making the screen bigger, but keeping the same width. Very important.
1: Well, yeah, Apple seemed to keep all of the the features that worked in the iPhone uh, 4 and 4S, but enhanced them in the 5. And, you know, a lot of people have said, well, the, the iPhone 5 looks a lot like the iPhone 4. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. The design itself works. It feels comfortable in your hand. And that's a a big part of a a smartphone too, because you're always holding it. So it has to feel comfortable. We have to, you know, to want to hold it.
0: You know, what bothers me, Jim, about this is when you read a lot of reviews and Consumer Reports is really one of the worst offenders here. You read these reviews and these reviews will say, gee, it's great. It's got this big 4.3 or 4.6 inch screen, but they seldom if ever comment on convenience and comfort on the part of the person who owns the product. Well. And you think Consumer Reports, especially would be concerned about that. They're talking about product safety and all this other stuff. You want to know if the car overturns when you make a turn at 25 miles an hour. This is significant. You want to know if the controls are easy to operate. You get to a smartphone, you've got a big screen. That's oh, wonderful. It's got a big screen. Yeah, but what about one-handed use?
1: That's right. I mean, there are a lot of important factors in, in dealing with, uh, you know, not just a, a smartphone, but I mean, if you look at take any product that you have and imagine that it was bigger and more awkward. And how would you use that? I mean, I'm sitting here looking at my guitars, take a guitar and would a bigger neck on the guitar and longer strings be better so that you double the size of it? Well, no, because you wouldn't be able to reach the end. You know, I mean, it just doesn't make sense.
0: It's got to be designed for normal people to play. Right. Give us all that good old rock and roll. Got to have that good old rock and roll. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know, because we haven't mentioned it with Jim Dalrymple for a long, long time. He is a dyed in the long-haired, bearded rock and roller.
1: <laughs> yes, oh, not the hair any, anymore, though. I had to. I get the haircut. You did? Yeah, yeah I got to. I got to keep my wife happy too. Still have the long beard, though.
0: You still have the long. Oh, he's got a beard. Such a beard. <laughs> I never went with the beards. What I did is, I had a mustache when I was in my late twenties and early thirties. And one day, for some reason. I said, why am I doing this? I shaved the mustache, and forever it is gone. That was it for me. But you got the beard.
1: Yeah, it's a big, ugly thing, but, you know, it works for me, so. Well, it's but part of your image,
0: and you are definitely not anonymous. What parts play. do you play in terms of a guitar? Your lead, rhythm, what?
1: Uh, I'm more of a of a rhythm player, but I, I like to, to play some some blues lead. You know, that's that's always... A lot of fun, I can feel that you know and and a lot of of music for me is about being able to to f- feel the the notes and you know I can really get into that you know some of the older blue stuff you know back in the in the 30s 40s 50s and up to you know the stuff that uh, bb king did for the last
0: i was thinking bb king as you were talking about feeling the notes yeah i hope folks you don't mind our little segue into music this is going to be fun jim dalrymple of the loop at loopinsight.com joining us i'm gene steinberg you're in the tech night out live You've seen all those crazy, wacky products on TV. The perfect tortilla, easy covers, hot booties, furniture fix, petty spin, and more. Where do you find all that stuff? You go to asseenontv.com because this is the one stop source for all of these TV goods advertised. Find all your favorites as seen on TV. Check them out as seen on TV and by the way, save ten percent. Here's what you do: use the code Scene ones een number one Scene One. Go to as seen on TV to order. Save ten percent. Purchase this summer's hottest as seen on TV items. Save ten percent. Or call one eight six six two seven seven three three six six one eight six six
3: the code. Scene 1 to save. 10%. Jim Newcomer from Midas Resources, October 12th, 2012. Gold opened this morning at 1769 80. A one ounce gold coin can be purchased for 1813 36, $906.68 for a half ounce, or 453-34 for a quarter ounce. That's 1813-36, 906-68, and 453-34.
4: Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explain this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free Eight hundred six eight six twenty two thirty seven.
6: utopiasilver.com believes as the Declaration of Independence states that our rights come from God not from government. The only lawful purpose of any government is to protect and secure the rights of the people and no man or government has the authority to take what has been given to us by God. Among these rights are life liberty, property and the pursuit of happiness and America's government has ceased to be the protector of liberty and of the people's God-given rights. But we the people can return America to greatness if we are willing to stand up and reassert our stolen rights. We ask that you join Utopia Silver in changing America's course in history. To save on health care and improve your health, call Utopia Silver at 888-213-4338. For a limited time, new customers will receive 50% off all colloidal silver and colloidal gold supplements. Visit us today at utopiasilver.com. That's U-T-O-P-I-A silver, utopiasilver.com. Or call 888-213-4338. That's 888-213-4338.
0: We have Jim Dalrymple of the Loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Live, and as you've learned, Jim Dalrymple is a rock and roll musician. He likes the blues. Obviously, he's influenced by all the great blues guitarists, such as BB King. He's
1: still going strong at what, 80, 85 years old? Oh, BB is just—he's the master. And when when I look at a guitar or a guitar solo, it, it's it's like the guitar is talking to you. That's not an easy thing to do. There, there are very few people that can play a guitar so that you, you feel what they're trying to say. And BB is definitely one of the best at that. I mean, incredible.
0: This is really something that came to me. That British rock and roller from, what, the 70s. And he used this device that where you play, it sounds like someone's talking. Yeah. Pete Frampton. Frampton Comes Alive. What is yeah. that device called? Well, Is that they, a vote
1: quarter or what? It's a. Well, they have, you know, talk boxes and they have all kinds of different things where, you know, you can talk into a tube and it goes through it. And there, there's all kinds of funky things that people are doing now with pedals and especially in the digital age now.
0: Well, you digital, know. you can do anything. Yeah, but you can. Now, you and your group were at one time working on an album when you were working for a certain magazine. Whatever happened to the album?
1: Well,. That's yeah, that's when I was working for Macworld, and that was about three years ago and then you know when i when I left Macworld i just I took a break you know it's been it was a good break it was it was a lot of fun, but you know then you need to and I started up the loop, and lots and lots of work to do, so I still play, still record and do all the stuff that needs to get done.
0: So eventually we will hear the fruits of those labors. Oh, sure. Okay. Let's go back to ergonomics and the iPhone and the fact that a lot of other companies who make smartphones, they don't look at what's comfortable for the customer. It looks good on the bullet points and they're not using Apple's keynote for the bullet points, they're using PowerPoint presentations, right?
1: Well, it's kind of funny when you look at some of the things that have been introduced over the past uh, couple of years, even, you know, going back to the to the, uh, RIM playbook. I guess you're, you're, you're kind of right. It's more like a PowerPoint presentation than an actual product demo because uh, yeah nobody got to touch it none of the invited press got to put get their hands on it nobody could tell what it was like uh nobody could really do anything with it and and when you go to a uh A product launch, you expect to know details of the product. You expect to know how much it's going to cost. You expect to be able to get your hands on it so that, you know, you can give your own first uh, thoughts on, you know, how the product works and, you know, this was good and that was bad. And I'm not so sure about this part of it. Uh, Those are all things that you expect to be able to do. But with Microsoft's launch, with RIM, with uh, some of the other uh, smartphones, You weren't actually able to do any of that, and there was there was no information available, which has to make you think. When when the media then comes out and says, "Oh, this is going to kill the iPad or the iPhone," well, how how can you say that?
0: The Microsoft Surface tablet supposed to be out. Yeah, what in a couple of weeks? A couple weeks. Yeah. What's it cost? I think someone's saying it might be 399. That's the latest I've heard. Might be. We don't have a complete set of specifications for the thing. We no. don't know when you can actually place an order. We don't know whether it's going to be limited production from Microsoft online or at their small number of retail stores. We know practically nothing about the product. Right. And And you're only a couple of weeks away from introduction of the RT version for ARM processors. There's going to be one for Intel processors, too. And now look at anything Apple does. Apple comes out, even when they first came out with the iPhone in 2007, and they introduced it, they allowed journalists to play with it for a little bit. Get a feel of it. Microsoft would show the Surface and say, look, but don't touch, or touch for seven seconds or ten seconds. You've heard of the seven-second delay in radio where you delay a broadcast so somebody uses one of the seven deadly words, they have enough time to bleep it out. Well, Microsoft gave you that much time to check the surface. It's true. Seven deadly seconds.
1: That's exactly uh, what happened. And, And it's very unfortunate because it makes Microsoft look bad. But when stuff like that happens, you know that either the hardware or the software, or maybe both, are not ready for prime time. So what these companies are doing um, is announcing a product months before it's ready uh, just to, to try and counteract whatever they think Apple is going to be doing. And, and that's really not good business because now everybody's sitting around uh, talking about a product that doesn't actually exist, that we don't know any information on, and they go buy Apple's product anyway. So they're not actually stopping anything. They just make themselves look bad.
0: Look at Lenovo announced at the Consumer Electronics Show, a smart or connected TV set. And this was based on rumors and or expectations that Apple would release a TV set. So I don't know if that Lenovo TV set is available. I haven't checked. I haven't bothered to check. I will not bother to check. But we know there is no Apple connected TV. So Apple, just by the statement... By Steve Jobs in the Walter Isaacson book essentially spooked the industry. Yeah. Steve must be up there laughing. Well,
1: Apple has the power to do that, but.
0: I can see the motto now Apple, the power to spook (laughs) the industry. Why don't you write that down?
1: (laughs) Yeah, we should take that. It's just, it is amazing to see how many companies. Um, jump and and announce or release products that you know aren't really well thought out and they do it because they want to you know get a a head up on on apple and you know maybe they they're not even going to do anything that's that's a lot of power
0: let's go back to the ipad mini 7.85 inches. As I take it, it's going to have a screen aspect ratio of 4 to 3, like standard definition TV, Mm -hmm. like the Big Brother 9.7-inch iPad. And we were getting into the usefulness of that particular size. But then look at this. It's a smaller brother-sister, whatever, to the full-size iPad, but applications do not have to be redesigned for it. right? Because they just automatically scale down to a smaller screen. Same aspect ratio. Nothing has to change. Every application that works on an iPad today will work on an iPad Mini. Also, because it's four three, you get a lot more screen real estate than you do with these seven-inch tablets, which are widescreen. Aren't they all widescreen? All those seven-inchers? I do believe. Okay, so remember now that might be great if all you want to do is watch a widescreen movie. <laughs> a normal movie but remember that's like a TV set and if you're watching a normal TV show 16:9 is the aspect ratio except if you're watching a movie they're all over the place you still have the black bars
1: well and that's what i'm saying you have to take a look um at how people are using their devices, what what is it going to take for people to um, to buy the device?
0: And, and we'll have to ask people to buy this first. On the yeah. Tech Night Out live, we got Jim Dalrymple joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. <laughs>
11: live with gene steinberg it's the tech night owl because you never know what's going to happen next
0: on the tech night owl live our friend jim dalrymple of the loop at loopinsight.com and we're talking earlier about the various screen sizes and what apple chose for the iphone 5 also about the rumors of a ipad mini or ipad nano or as they say nano nano the ipad nano possibly being 7.85 inches with a 4:3 aspect ratio more screen real estate than the 7-inch widescreen tablets and of course we have the other remark that steve jobs made saying that those tablets aren't useful you have to sandpaper your fingers down to work so if apple's producing a smaller ipad it's got a much larger screen because of the four three aspect ratio more square inches i don't know the square inches offhand but i'm sure somebody will come up with a figure more square inches so yeah it's smaller but maybe not too small not too many
1: uh, yeah and if you look at the the screen size and See, we've gotten so far away from specs. You know, this one has a bigger screen and, it you know, it has this and this. And, and specs don't matter as much anymore. I mean, some people will still look at specs. But the majority of people want to know, what can I do with that product? And, oh, I have all of this information. Can I still use that? Yes, it's an iPad. You can still use all of that. Great. Decision made. And those are the types of things that... I think Apple looks at when they look at building a product, you know, they, they have all of these songs and videos and apps and everything else out there that people have already purchased. And they, they want to know if they can still use those or if they're going to have to be updated or, you know, what, what's going to happen. So I, I think that it's these types of things that every company should look at, but many of them just go for, you know, bigger is better. And it's not,
0: Now, I have a question. It's something that I asked somebody else on the show, and maybe you can clarify it about Android. Okay, so we know that with the iPhone 5, applications have to be rescaled, redesigned somewhat, to fit fully into that screen real estate. Otherwise, they get black bars. Okay, it's letterboxed, just like you have on your TV set. Okay? So you have a slight bit of letterboxing. What happens in Android land when you have so many different screen sizes is it like the mac or windows where everything scales up automatically what do you have what's the situation
1: that's that's a good question I, I it's hard to know what they do in in android land i mean you have to look at the oss as well i mean more people are using older android oss than new ones you know so it's it's difficult to know there the fragmentation is is so bad Google can release a new version of Android, but that's no guarantee that uh, that it'll actually work on older devices. And in many cases, it just won't work. But there's no guarantee that uh, you know it'll be updated on the devices that are out now, or if it's for future devices, uh, it's just a mess. Whereas with uh, with iOS, you know you know what it's going to work on, and you can update your older phones and. Keep using it.
0: Well, in the first weekend that iOS 6 was out, 100 million were downloaded and installed, according to Apple. Yeah. And we'll go with the figures. No one's disputing them. Of course, I don't know now. People dispute everything. Like, for example, when they announced the jobless figures in the USA. Those who were benefiting by improved jobless figures said that's okay, that's better. Those who were not, the other political party, said the numbers were fake. So how do you believe numbers? But then Amazon doesn't tell you how many Kindle fires they sold. But anyway, getting back to our little corner of the tech universe here, and we look at the fact that all these products, the usefulness of them, what the companies are doing to make sure they're useful, what the companies are considering... Now that's another story too when we look at the Surface tablet from Microsoft. It appears to be designed to work horizontally not vertically. You get my drift from the pictures.
1: Yeah, uh, that's the, the the Surface is just I don't I don't know. Everything that I've seen, I mean, the videos of of uh, the Surface tablet on the web uh, are on YouTube. You know, you can you can take a look at those. But it it just amazes me that it doesn't really work, you know. People are are ta- even in Microsoft's own demos, they're they're tapping on uh, different features, you know, and it doesn't work. How how are you supposed to sell a product that is t- supposedly, according to them, touch enabled, but it's not touch enabled? It's not touch work.
0: enabled. Would you explain that? Because well, if you think of touch enabled, you'd pick up your iPhone, your iPad. And right. you touch it and you do, and you tap it and you pinch and all that stuff
1: well there, there's two things to to have a touch enabled product, one of them is that the hardware is touch enabled the other one is that the software um, will respond to your touch, and that that isn't always happening if you look at um, at what microsoft surface is doing um they say that office microsoft office has a a touch enabled mode but you know i've i've watched people on these videos do reviews and try and activate the touch mode and it's it's not working and even
0: then what is it it's basically lets you tap a button that's it
1: Right. But, you know, if you look at the iPad and the apps that are built for the iPad, whether Apple does them or or a third-party developer, um, there are obvious signs that this you tap on on this uh, button and it will be a touch-enabled feature. Well, with Office, what they did was just make it look like the desktop version, but yet you can tap on menus and things. That's not how... Touch-enabled devices are touch. Touch is different than having a mouse and a keyboard. But Microsoft is trying to to shoehorn uh, a desktop version into a touch version.
0: It's called paying lip service. Yeah, right. Say, so let's touch. Look, we have touch now, and all it is is just to kind of throw it together there. Now, there's a story you're running over at the loop, the loop It's entitled Microsoft's new approach to mimic Apple quoting Microsoft CEO Steve Ballmer saying, there will be times when we build specific devices for specific purposes. So we have chosen to do with Xbox as we have chosen to do with Xbox and the recently announced Microsoft Surface. And they're saying this is going to mimic Apple? I don't know what they're talking about.
1: Yeah, well, Microsoft is is going to have to start making products like the iPhone and, and the iPad, and they realized that. And, you know, it's kind of funny that Microsoft and Balmer made fun of Apple for so long for the iPod and for the iPhone. And, uh, you know, now they, they realize that that Apple was on the right track all along. And I, I just, it, it it has to make you smile,
0: Well, also, you have to think here how they poo-poo something constantly with Apple, and then they have to mimic it, but they're not mimicking it. They're not. You know, that's, again, playing lip service. Well, we have this thing, this operating system, it's touch-enabled because the iPad and the iPhone are touch-enabled, but it's not quite the same thing.
1: Well, it's not, and as much as Microsoft will, would want you to believe that it is, it's just not. It's and unfortunately, they do convince some people that you know that they can do the same things, but that's not. It's not always the way.
0: Well, of course, there is this. And, of course, Microsoft came out with the Zoom. They assumed also that they would walk all over Apple's iPod. Right, sure. And they learned that they didn't. And the only product that they really succeeded with, other than the operating systems and all that stuff, the only product was the Xbox. After pumping billions of dollars into it, they're making profits now, but they'll never make up what they put in R&D for it and what they gave up. We have Jim Dalrymple of the loop at loopinsight.com. On the Tech Night Out Live.
8: The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here.
2: We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. Renovation Teas uses only 100% organic, fair trade herbs. Our teas are blended towards specific ailments and health conditions, such as diabetes, blood pressure, anxiety, libido, detox, and much more. All renovation teas are formulated and hand-filled in Arkansas. Take care of yourself naturally, the way Mother Nature intended. Order renovation teas at RenovationTea.com or call 870-784-3121. That's 870-784-3121. Renovation Teas. Renovate your health one bag at a time.
13: We take a lot for granted. Lights, water, even food we eat. But what if these things went away? Would you know how to protect your family in a natural or man-made disaster? Would you know how to survive? When disaster hits, power and water are gone, and the mobs go crazy grabbing food off the shelves. You and your family may be waiting in long lines for help. Don't be helpless. Learn the secrets to survival at 123survivalplan.com. Do you know the 37 crucial food items you can't live without? Many people don't have these food items. Learn what you need to hoard at 123survivalplan.com. 123SurvivalPlan.com. Recently, over 1 million people have viewed the video at 123SurvivalPlan.com. These survival secrets are vital. The government suggests we maintain an emergency supply of food and water. But do you know the 37 food items that will fly off grocery shelves or a simple way to treat unsafe drinking water? This information is critical. Find it now on 123SurvivalPlan.com. Don't take your family's safety for granted. Visit 123SurvivalPlan.com. That's 123SurvivalPlan.com.
10: Amino acids are the building blocks of proteins. Amino acids have to be delivered to your body in the shape that nature gave them if they are to be used to create new proteins in your body. Just like a bricklayer cannot use bent or twisted bricks to build a brick wall, so too your body cannot use bent or twisted amino acids to build new proteins. Giving your body an undamaged amino acid food can make a huge difference in your health. One World Way is an undamaged amino acid food unlike any other. You see, heating bends and twists amino acids. And all whey protein powders we've investigated and most proteins you consume are heated. With our True Cool process, you now have a choice with One World Whey.
12: My name is Daniel. I'm 34 years old. When I started using One World Whey, I weighed 228 pounds. Now,
14: after two and a half months, I weigh 182 pounds. This is my ideal weight. I've noticed an
12: increase in stamina, rate of recovery from workouts, and an increase in my potency.
10: Call 888-988. Three three two five, or visit OneWorldWay.com.
11: Do you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg.
0: On the Tech Night Owl Live, we have Jim Dalrymple of The Loop at loopinsight.com. He knows all and sees all about the tech industry. Now, we're looking here at Windows 8, which is coming out, say, in a couple of weeks. And there was a quote which was later denied, but I don't know about these things here. Paul Ottolini, CEO of Intel worrying about Windows 8 having too many bugs. You heard about that, right?
1: Yeah, there's, well, and, and Microsoft just yesterday released a major update for Windows 8, and it hasn't even been released yet.
0: They're already updating the thing. Yeah. You know, wait till the thing is out. It's like, you know, if Apple came out with 10.8, but 10.8.2 is already being downloaded.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, that's just uh, a bit ridiculous, I think. You know, it it comes back to the same thing that we talk about with the hardware, that I don't think a lot of this stuff is really ready. I don't think that people have put enough time into uh, figuring out that it actually works, that it's ready. And the fact that Microsoft has to release a major update to something before it's, it's even ready, I think says a lot. Now, there is the point that... What Microsoft, a lot of people are arguing that uh, uh, companies often release their products and then within a few weeks release an update to, to fix any you know last-minute bugs and stuff like that.
0: That would make sense. So, for example, even if they release it the same day, you install Windows 8 and maybe for 10 minutes it's pulling out a few more updates. Sure. I that mean, makes sense. You but. have this come out before the thing is even available to anyone except developers, there are already updates?
1: Well, I, I think that the big point to me is that if you look at, look at, let's look at Apple. Apple released Mountain Lion. And I think, um, you know, a month and a half later, they released an update, 10.81. And that fixed some, you know, some niggly little things that people found and or, you know, that maybe they already knew about. Who knows? But the Microsoft one is a major update. You know this is this is a big update for them. So what they called GM is not actually uh, the Gold Master.
15: It Basically,
0: what it is 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 the thing they could throw together as quickly as possible to meet the date, and then they are scurrying to get something else out, get some more updates done before the actual release. Well, it's like, for example, you had. Mountain Lion ready for download, and the Golden Master came out what a couple of weeks before a Mountain Lion officially shipped. And say by the time you got Mountain Lion, it was as I said, ten point eight point two. Well, but the thing is here, versioning under Windows is not so easy. The versioning is much more questionable because the update process is so scattered. It's not yeah. uniform. I get the ten point eight point one update, the ten point eight point two update. And now there's a supplemental update to 10.8.2, but there are specific right. labels and things. With Windows, you have different parts being updated, and putting that all together is really hard.
1: Yeah. well, You, you may have supplemental updates, you may have security updates, you may have, you know, there's so many uh, different things. But to release a major update to your gold master, I, I think that's it says a lot to me. You know, it's great that they fixed it, but I, I don't know that that you can actually call a, an operating system gold master, meaning that it 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 works. You don't need any major stuff to it, and it's ready for for prime time. You can't do that and then release a major update for the thing. I don't think. I, I think that's being a bit uh, deceitful to your your users.
0: Well, it might be a matter of desperation. Well, it's a matter you know, of that, a matter of desperation. They have to get the operating system out. Yeah, yeah, they, they, if it isn't out by the end of October, it kills the holiday season. The holiday season is dead for PC makers. They have to get it out.
1: Well, I, I agree. I mean, that, that's, that's what it seems like to me. It's the same with the Surface. The Surface and uh, these, uh, they're just getting it out. They have to get it out for um, for the holidays and they have to get it out to try and, and combat what Apple's doing. And unfortunately, I don't think that either one are going to work. I really don't.
0: Now, let's go back through time. Apparently, last year, was it that Steve Ballmer got a lower bonus because Microsoft didn't do so well? Yeah. (laughs) What happens now when Windows 8 flops? And I am predicting, and I don't think it takes much of a stretch because even people who tend to favor Windows, they're making the same statement. Windows 8 is going to be an also-ran, big time. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay, so does that mean that Steve Ballmer works for a dollar a year like Steve Jobs did, but not for the same reason? I mean, Steve Ballmer doesn't need the money. Obviously, he's worth, worth billions. The point being, though, that as a matter of fact, to reward him for being CEO of Apple with this debacle—a uh, CEO of Apple, I'm sorry, three, three two, um, to him—to reward him for being CEO of Microsoft, the Redmond gorilla, with this debacle in the making, Windows 8—that's preposterous. Yeah,
1: it, it really is.
0: So maybe we should take bets here. Okay, how much will Ballmer's bonus be cut back as a result of windows 8 will he get a bonus will the salary be cut
1: what's going to happen well see I mean, why don't it they it, fire him get rid of it, the guy the guy is incompetent what's interesting about windows is that there was a time when you know windows would be released and everybody would just upgrade you know to everybody just upgraded from What was it, 95 to Windows XP? Everybody just upgraded because, you know, it was great. And Microsoft was making money hand over fist. But now they've had so many bad releases of Windows. Now people don't automatically upgrade. Now it's gone exactly the opposite way because people are afraid because it breaks so much stuff.
0: Think, for example, about Windows XP. Only a few months ago did it lose its status as the number one Windows-based operating system. Vista was a long time far away. Only recently did Windows 7 gain ascendancy. And Windows 7 is decent, but part of it is that Microsoft changes things for no reason. Like, for example, we have menu bars, time immemorial, on graphical operating systems. So Microsoft says, okay, let's have the ribbon. It's got to be something different. The ribbon, forget it.
1: Yeah, and see, those those are design choices that I don't think were fully vetted. I mean, everything that, that you do with a product should take into account the user and the user experience. And I just, I don't find that that happens with a lot of companies. And, you know, the ribbon is a perfect example. I just... I, I found the ribbon confusing from the first time that I I saw it and used it. I mean, I, I think that what people want are are simplified environments to work in, but still have powerful features. It can be done if you're willing to put the time and energy into designing your product. Uh, even Adobe, I think, well, what was it, Gene, maybe CS4 or 5, where Adobe put so much work into simplifying the menu systems and simplifying things uh, that you could do. All the power was still there, and they added some new features, but they recognized that, you know, it, this is getting way out of hand.
0: You know, it's interesting here about the ribbon. Microsoft says this is something unique. The ribbon... Is a toolbar with buttons on it that's context-sensitive. You go to different functions, you see a different toolbar. But what is different about that than the buttons and the toolbars that you've seen from the days of WordPerfect for the Mac 15 years ago or whatever? What's the difference? I can't see a difference. You make things more discoverable because everything is front and center. You have these hard-to-understand icons. And they're not even neatly done. They're very badly rendered. And sometimes they don't even have symmetry. I'm thinking about Outlook for the Mac. Outlook 2011 or Word 2011. Where's the symmetry? Where's the pretty icons? They just look but ugly. They are no better and probably worse than WordPerfect, which had this humongous toolbar back in
1: the 90s. Well... And um, imagine you know, a huge tuba- toolbar back in the '90s and all of the features that have come since then, you know that they try and cram in.
0: And you know, you know I' going to tell you something here, and it's kind of funny, and you'll appreciate this. We have Jim Dalremple of the loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. you're in the tech Night Owl Live) mm-hmm.
5: If you're considering a water filter, have you heard about Aquapail? Aquapail from FreezeDryGuy.com has huge advantages over many other water filters. American-made Aquapail units are designed and engineered to not just filter contaminated water, but capture or kill all bacteria and viruses to non-detectable levels. Aquapail has the fastest flow rate of any other water filter on the market, filtering a gallon of contaminated water in about five minutes. That's water when you need it. Now, get the world's fastest, safest, and most reliable gravity fed portable water treatment system for surface, well, and wastewater sources. Aquapail. Available in four sizes starting at only $100. In all orders to the lower 48, ship free. Call 866 404 3663 or go to freeze dry That's 866 404 3663 or Freezedryguy.com. dry 100% veteran owned. The Freeze Dry Guy.
7: Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg.
0: I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live with Jim Dower. I'm the Loop at loopinsight.com. So let's kind of focus on this for a moment here. Now, back in the 90s, there was a satire in Macworld Magazine, I think it came from David Polk, and I have to ask David sometime about it, where he tried to show a toolbar and an app. The toolbar was about 90% of the screen real estate, and it was only like this little tiny area to write text in. <laughs> so maybe that's what Microsoft wants. Maybe. Think about maybe. that, folks. You have, you know, 10,000 toolbar configurations, you have all these buttons. You have row after row after row of buttons, and then the actual work area is minuscule. Obviously, Adobe realized you can't do that. But the other thing that bothers me here is that for 25 years, whatever, we have used menu bars on the Mac. It's actually 28 years now. 28 years, menu bars on the Mac windows had the menu bars why does steve Ballmer and his crew say we don't need menu bars
1: why do they say anything they've made so many screw-ups over the last decade it's not even funny you
0: wonder how many screw ups you make before the company really suffers you have to think for example hp hp is suffering their earnings next year won't be as good and all this stuff hp is laying off people we wonder what kind of vision meg whitman is going to express i guess she did okay with ebay except she was on ebay when they bought skype which wasn't the greatest thing but look at microsoft they bought skype since then how's that (laughs) what did skype do for microsoft anyone know out there raise your hands in radio land Uh, whatever my hand i have no okay but hp is really having problems what is hp's vision you know they make plotting products you know they make computers i guess they're decent They make printers, and they're really decent. I like HP printers. Some of my favorite printers are made by HP. But where is HP's vision? What is HP doing that is distinctive and different?
1: Well, I agree with you. I agree. I I don't see anything.
0: And you have to think, Hewlett and Packard, these are the people who inspired Apple. You know, HP was there, and both Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak Briefly worked for HP, the king of the hill, numeral uno in the tech industry, HP, Hewlett-Packard. This was the inspiration for Silicon Valley. Yeah. Okay? Now, you have to think wherever Mr. Hewlett and Mr. Packard are these days, up there in heaven, wherever, they have to be rolling in their graves over what's happened to that company.
1: Yeah, it's... uh... It's pretty dismal. But what's happened to them has happened to most of them. You know, uh, I mean, the iPhone business, just the iPhone, is bigger than Microsoft.
0: The unkindest cut of all. Yeah. Think about that. The iPhone division of Apple, which is, what, half their business, a little bit more than half their business, is bigger just by itself than all of Microsoft. And Microsoft shows no indication of things getting better. But that is also the dilemma that Apple finds itself in, which is the future of Apple. And all the pundits are saying, well, okay, we agree that Steve Jobs approved a number of product initiatives before he died. And that includes maps, by the way. Okay, I haven't asked him about the mapping situation, about MapGate. But Steve Jobs approved these things, so they say once the inventory is used up, where does Apple go next? As if it all had to sit on Job's shoulders.
1: Well, there is so much that goes on. And, and, and if it, what if Steve Jobs didn't have the vision that he did? What if, you know, he was like every other CEO in Silicon Valley? Apple probably would have been bankrupt, they would have gone out of business in the late 90s. And they came very close. Oh, they did. They did. When Steve came back, they were, you know, three months away from closing the doors.
0: Of course, this is the kind of information that wasn't known. Then it was known later. You didn't well, realize I, that in early 1997, Apple was that close to closing up shop.
1: Yeah. And, I, you know, we all had that, that beleaguered name for Apple back in the late 90s um every other news story that came out about apple was about the beleaguered company you know so i do i do think that people expected, expected them to you know close up the doors at any time uh, there were rumors about sony buying them and there were rumors all over the place about uh, different acquisitions um but, but it it's just steve came back he had a vision for what he wanted to do and he did it and that's that 's the thing you know, and that started them off and and within what fifteen years the uh, the the richest company in the world
0: yes, and part of it was not adding things but taking things away, cutting out products that were improving themselves, cutting back on this mac OS clone program that everybody said apple should do let 's have mac clones that be the only way they can compete with Microsoft. And that, amongst everything else, almost killed the company. And then you think about the CEOs that came there, and all they wanted to do was sell Apple to someone. Yeah. Make a big payday. Sell Apple, and what you'd have would be like today. You have an Emerson radio. It's not the Emerson that I remember as a kid. You know, you have all these famous names of products of U.S. electronics companies bought by some Asian company and the name and the emblem and the trademark is put on all sorts of stuff. It's
1: true. Mm -hmm. It's true.
0: I know I have a friend in the audio business, Bob Carver. And at a time when he had Carver Corporation, this was probably in the late 80s, early 90s, and they were making these great amplifiers and these astounding, what they call, amazing loudspeakers... And he had board directors that said you really should be like Sony and put the name Carver on everything on the planet. And that kind of did the company in. In fact, Carver went away from Carver Corporation. And the company went out of business.
12: They They tried
0: to be like Apple. Tried to do Apple, Tried to build everything.
1: Unfortunate that it happens, but it does. So we look at the future
0: of Apple. And what does tim cook have to do to avoid that trap that trap that's nearly done in so many companies
1: i think they just need to keep doing what they're doing you know they they need to have their focus on the customer and the the products not on you know how much money am i going to be able to sell this for and how much am i going to make it's you know will people buy this because it's the best thing
0: Of course, we have MapGate. And Apple went to mapping because of the fact that Google wouldn't give Apple turn-by-turn navigation, apparently, except with a lot of terms and conditions. Is that your understanding?
1: Well, I I mean, nobody really knows for sure, but uh, John Gruber laid out a scenario where um, the Google Maps contract would end mid-cycle through an ios update so ios gets released in you know the the, from the summer to september october and the map would would maps contract would end in january you know something like that so if apple was going to change it then they would be midway through between ios 6 and ios 7 so you know, theory is that they decided to cut it off and start iOS 6 with a brand new mapping application, which makes sense.
0: And we have to realize that mapping application didn't just come full blown in three or four months. They worked on it for a while. That's but, right. But it's a story here, and I'll ask you your opinion as we move to the final segment of our visit together, Jim Dalrymple. And that is the claim from developers that. They got the beta versions of iOS 6 in June. Of course, it came out in September. And they saw lots of problems with Maps, reported them to Apple, but Apple apparently didn't respond in a very satisfactory fashion. We'll have more with Jim Dowremple of The Loop at loopinsight.com on the Tech Night Out Live. neighbors, you've seen all those crazy, wacky products on TV. The perfect tortilla, easy covers, hot booties, furniture fix, petty spin, and more. Where do you find all that stuff? You go to asseenontv.com because this is the one-stop source for all of these TV goods advertised. Find all your favorites as seen on TV. Check them out asseenontv.com. And by the way, save 10%. Here's what you do. Use the code SEEN1, S-E-E-N, number one, SEEN1. Go to asseenontv.com to order. Save 10%. Purchase this summer's hottest As Seen on TV items. Save 10%. Or call 1-866-277-3366. 1-866-277-3366. The code seen Scene 1 to save 10%.
16: Would it save you time to get the best quality water filters and the best quality storable foods from one company? You bet it would, and now you can at BigBurkeyWaterFilters.com Big Berkey water filter products and great tasting, long lasting, storable Wise Foods are both now available on one website, BigBurkeyWaterFilters.com Wise Foods, ready to eat meals are packed in airtight nitrogen pouches and come with a 25 year shelf life. Big Berkey water filters are powerful enough to purify Buy treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water. Combine Berkey water filters with Wise Foods for an unbeatable preparedness combination. Get free shipping on every order over $50. And GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's 877-99-BERKEY. Or go to BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. If you like cow's milk, you'll love camel milk. Yes, the newest, oldest thing in the world. Camel milk has sustained civilizations for thousands of years. Here's just one user's testimonial.
12: My lime-stricken boy developed severe allergies to nearly every food he ingested. At first, I was scared to death to try camel milk, but he had no allergic reactions of any kind. Nothing. The camel milk was wondrous in healing his GI issues, and it's the one thing I can attribute to his getting out of bed after almost a year spent there, too ill, to. To do anything.
16: Camel milk is loaded with health benefits, far superior to other milk, is rich in B vitamins, and three times higher in vitamin C than cow's milk. Ten times higher in iron. Camel milk comes fresher, frozen from your trusted local family farm. Humpback Dairies of Miller, Missouri. To order, call this number. 1417-848-7570. That's 1-417-848-7570. Call 1-417-848-7570 for camel milk. The best kept health secret ever.
0: Jim Dalrump of The Loop at loopinsight.com. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. So to recap, I brought out the story that some developers claim, and obviously they're not named directly, that they were trying out the mapping application with iOS 6 betas, reported problems to Apple, and Apple really didn't respond properly. What do you think?
3: Well,
1: you know, when you look at developers, developers, I'm sure, gave Apple some feedback on Maps. I, I don't know. I don't know how Apple's supposed to respond to to some of that stuff. They couldn't pull it at that point, you know? So I'm sure that they probably made some improvements. And, you know, there, Maps was definitely not a good release for Apple. Definitely not.
0: You think they underestimated the problems they'd face in putting it together?
1: Well, they underestimated something, but it's not clear what. You know, I, I, I don't know what it is that that they missed. They must have known that, you know, like the Statue of Liberty was missing. <laughs> you know, that, how do you miss that? Uh, you know, We can't things, have
0: bridges melting. It sounds like the yeah. phrase in Wizard of Oz, I'm melting, I'm melting. But it's not the Wicked Witch of the West melting. It is a bridge.
1: Exactly. A bridge you know, too far. And and when you when you see the bridges and when you do a search for Dulles Airport, and it takes you to a taxi stand, you know these are things that
0: I got an idea. I'm selling you the Brooklyn Bridge, by the way. It's <laughs> it's, it's right next to Dulles Airport. Yeah, that's right. The taxi stand.
1: So, I, you know, these are things that I'm sure Apple must have known about, and you know, they they've committed to fixing them. And if the timeline is like the way that Gruber laid it out, where they needed to come up with a mapping application. And they, you know, did what they could to to get it ready. And I think that they should have been upfront about that.
0: They should have done what they did with Siri. Right. Put the word beta Beta. on there. Say, look, this is a great app, but we're letting you know in advance. It's kind of like when Mac OS 10.0 came out and Steve Jobs said, look, it's for... Beta testers, power users, developers, there's some things missing, but we'll, we'll get them in there. This is the first and, of a big step. They never did that with Final Cut Pro X or 10, explaining that a lot of features were taken out, so the video editing community was upset. They didn't do it with maps. They should have said, it's a beta. If you don't like it, download one of the other apps, go to Google Maps Online, whatever, go to Nokia, whatever. Yeah, Go to Nokia. It doesn't matter where you go. You have an option. You're not stuck with this, but this is the wave of the future. Work with us. Report the mistakes. We'll fix them as soon as we can. And then, in a short period of time, you will have a state-of-the-art navigation app. That's not so bad. It's gotten better. The Statue it, it, of Liberty it, is fixed.
1: Yes. Hoover and, Dam is fixed. You it's, know, that's, that's something about maps, is that Apple can update it as they fix things and it's automatically updated on your iphone because it's coming from their servers so that that's a big point
0: point. and i have to tell you something here i've been looking for a new place to live in recent days for a host of reasons and rushing from one place to another and this could be a dangerous thing i guess i threw caution to the wind i let maps help me find locations for housing complexes whatever different possible homes And these locations are not always as obvious. They might be rather obscure locations, as one of those places was. At no time did maps fail me. It was 100% accurate. Always got me to the right place. As I said, I didn't have the time to think twice. I had to say, okay, here's the next destination. Plug it in. Let's get going.
1: Well, and for what it's worth, uh, the same thing happened with me. I mean, I tried it in California, and I tried it uh, here uh, in Nova Scotia. So that's, you know, a whole across the continent. And it it worked fine in both places for me. And it still works fine. I do, you know, I do Siri searches. I, I say, you know, Siri, find me a, a Chinese restaurant. And it comes up, and it finds says, you know, I found seven restaurants that are fairly close to you. I I press the one that I want and say directions. Of course, I know how to get there. I'm just testing it out to see if it works. And in in almost every case that I've tried so far with places, there are little shortcuts that, you know, as a a native person to this town, there are little shortcuts that I know.
0: Now, the big issue here I think we see with maps. It's not so much the turn-by-turn directions, except when David Pogue found himself in the wrong place when he tried to map a place to make a public appearance. It is the landmarks can be misplaced. It is the 3D presentation. The turn-by-turn isn't bad. In fact, Consumer Reports, which is no friend to Apple, tried turn-by-turn with Google Maps on Android smartphone and Apple's Maps on an iPhone 5. And they were roughly comparable, even though obviously Google is a superior product because it's been around longer.
1: Well, uh, certainly Google Maps has been around longer and it's it's more refined, but I think what Apple has is really good. You know, in, in what I've used so far, it, it it's great. So... Apple has supposedly gone out and, and hired ex-Google Map um, engineers to work on Apple Maps, which is another great thing. I mean, the obvious question then is, well, why didn't they do that a year ago? You know, I mean, that would have been great. They, well, the other thing here, before.
0: too, is crowdsourcing is very important, which is where people get to use the thing around the world. Millions of people are using them and you have a very fairly easy, anyway, way of reporting errors. And as people report the errors and as people post the screenshots online, which is one of the things that makes it so viral, the complaints, that you can just post a screenshot and say, oh, my heavens, it's not Columbia, South Carolina. It's somewhere in Columbia, yeah. the country. You know, that kind of thing. And I think a lot of the problems that Apple has is not just with the landmarks and the positioning, the 3D views it is the precision of the search request. This is something that has to be refined. And it looks to me that Apple made some progress in the past week. I think, you know, in a couple of months, Apple can come out with a press release and say, look, we've made 100 zillion changes. It's a little better now. But they should have put the beta label on there. I think that was a bad move. I, I think so, too. You know, had beta label, you know, you could have said, okay, we know the thing isn't perfect and people aren't going to say, well, I got lost. But then no mapping service is perfect. Google Maps, MapQuest. I always run both. I used to run MapQuest and Google Maps and analyze the maps and see which one worked better. And some of them were pretty screwy. So let's not say that Maps was always imperfect. Jim Dalrymple, tell us, where can we find more of the
1: things that you write about? You can find me at loopinsight.com and at jdalrymple on Twitter. Do you write for anyone else these days? Well, I do some uh, a bi-weekly column on Tech Opinions. Okay. So other than that, no.
0: And he plays his guitar.
1: And I play my guitar.
0: Very good. Jim Dalrymple, thanks so much for joining us this week on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks, Gene.
17: My name is Gary Johnson. I approve this message. Of the many people running for president in 2012, only three will be on the ballot in all 50 states come November. For those of you worried, I'll take votes away from the Democrat. And to those of you afraid, I'll take votes away from the Republican. I say good, they deserve to lose your vote. Take as many votes as possible away from the people in both parties, keeping us in a state of perpetual war, increasing unsustainable debt, record joblessness, and a bipartisan economic death wish ruining America for 330 million of us. Be Libertarian with me for one election. If after four years you decide honest, effective government doesn't work for you, you can always vote failure back into office again.
5: Live free. Paid for by GaryJohnson2012.com. You store guns, ammo, and food and water, but do you store peace of mind when it comes to your firearms? Now you can with Duracoat. The last thing anyone needs is a firearm that won't work when you need it most. Improve the factory finish and Duracoat your firearms once for a lifetime of protection against rust and corrosion. And DuraCoat also protects against water, salt water, mud, grime, or whatever nature throws at you. The DuraCoat Shake and Spray Finishing Kit has everything you need to finish a complete firearm for just $34.95. No need for an airbrush or other spray equipment. Just degrease, then spray on DuraCoat and let dry for a lifetime of protection. DuraCoat is the simplest and most user-friendly firearm finish you can buy. Use DuraCoat on knives, camping equipment, or anything metal, plastic, or wood you want to protect from the elements. Call 800 830 6677 or visit Spelled Duracoat.net. Spelled D U R A C O A T.net. Duracoat, the finest firearm finish on the planet.
18: You know what happens to your digestive health around the holidays? Right. Unusual schedules and foods you don't normally eat can cause upset stomach and indigestion. But you can prepare your digestive tract with Pro EM1 Probiotic Cleanse from Terraganics.com. Pro EM1 is all natural and made with certified organic ingredients. It contains no genetically modified ingredients or preservatives and has no animal products, wheat, soy, dairy, or gluten. Pro EM1 does not require refrigeration, so you can take it with you over the river and through the woods to Grandma's house. Pro EM1 supports a healthy, regular digestive system, supports weight loss, and improves absorption of food nutrients. Improve your digestion and keep off those extra pounds with Pro EM1 Probiotic Cleanse. Call or click Terraganics.com. Spelled T E R A G A N I X.com. Toll free 866 369 3678. That's 866 369 3678. Teraganix. Life's getting better
11: what's going to happen next you never know when you're listening to the tech night owl live
0: with gene steinberg mike prospero is a reviews editor for laptop magazine at laptopmag.com we have a lot of things to talk about a bit later you're going to get a more extensive preview about what's happening with Windows 8. But right now, there are published reports from Gartner and IDC doing surveys of global PC sales. The figures show as follows. In the past quarter, Gartner says PC sales went down 8.3%. IDC says, no, it's 8.6%. And I guess part of this is that more people are buying tablets and smartphones. Now, according to Gartner... Lenovo replaced HP as the number one PC maker, according to IDC. No, HP is still number one. So, what do you do with figures like that?
14: You know, it it almost doesn't matter. You know, when you consider that overall sales, like you mentioned, are down, it's it's an it's an increasingly smaller share of the pie, no matter which way you slice it. And you know, the the difference, you know, it. It's it's kind of sad, you know. You're, you're the difference for bragging rights is, it's so small, and you're sort of bragging over, you know, what's left of the carcass, if you will.
0: So it's nothing to brag about. So if we look at this in general, is that correct? It's tablets, it's smartphones. People are looking into other devices.
14: Yeah, um, definitely. You know, tablet sales are cutting into PC sales, and plus, there's probably a lot of people who are possibly looking towards Windows 8 to come out um, to to make another notebook to purchase. So, you know, there a, there's a lot of things that are that are happening, you know, but it all points to, you know, a smaller notebook market. Well, at one
0: time, of course, netbooks were supposed to be the big thing, but the tablets supplanted
14: them pretty much, right? Uh, you would say, well, yeah, uh, you could say that the tablets uh, really took over the... Uh, the space that was formerly occupied by netbooks. Um, but of course, netbooks, you know, while they were they were fun, but, you know, they had sort of a limited functionality in terms of what you could do on them. It's interesting, I actually, and we'll get to this in a bit, I guess, but uh, with Windows 8 designs, you know, you're seeing tablets and netbook-like designs sort of coming back.
0: Now, you're saying, for example, like the Microsoft Surface... Sorta looks like a netbook.
14: Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, a lot of the notebook, a lot of the tablets that have been announced so far that will run Windows eight have you know ten inch screens as as were most netbooks by the time they sort of faded out, and a lot of them you can attach a keyboard to. So you know, is it is it the second? Maybe it's the second coming of netbooks in in, in some respects.
0: So it used to be everything might be coming up netbooks. It's now everything that might be coming up tablets. And let's make the tablets into kind of a slimmer netbook.
14: In some ways, yes. I'm You know, because people, you know, with the iPad, people realize that, hey, you know, a touch interface is great to use. Um, you know, it's, it's very intuitive to swipe your finger and stuff uh, across the screen and pinch to zoom and open up things. But at the same time, you know, you're, you, people have started missing keyboards. I mean, that's why we've seen so many peripherals from the likes of Kensington and Logitech that fit onto the iPad um, because people want to get a little more productivity out of out of their tablets. And that's why we're seeing a lot of tablets like the Surface that have a keyboard that can pop off, but it's still a physical keyboard nonetheless.
0: Let me ask you about the Surface very briefly. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, the people at Laptop Magazine have actually tested computers from Sony running Windows 8. And you'll get those reviews in a moment. Okay, look at the Surface. Have they announced pricing yet? We're only days away from the release of Windows 8.
14: Yeah, it's getting close. Uh, we're, I think we're still waiting on pricing for that, too. Um, you've heard something. I haven't.
0: Well, um, I don't understand this at all. I mean, if you've got a product that's going to come out in two weeks... Wouldn't you want to have the pricing set? Wouldn't you want to be able to take early orders, get people to line up and buy these things?
14: Well, I think uh, one of the, from what I remember uh, at the press event, there was several months ago, is that Microsoft was creating, building, you know, creating a surface and selling a surface as a way to spur on its partners into sort of thinking outside of the box and coming up with, more innovative designs. So I don't think it's going to be, it's designed to be a huge seller for Microsoft. I mean, it's only going to be sold actually at Microsoft stores and a few other places. So now, it's not what going to have Steve its-
0: Ballmer said, if we recall, when he was asked about this, he called it a design point. But even then, even if you're only going to sell it online, even if you're only going to sell them at the Microsoft stores, and what do they have, like a dozen or two?
14: Yeah, something like that.
0: Okay, so a small number of places are going to sell these products, but you can't take orders. You don't have a full set of specs. You don't have a price. You're two weeks from when the Windows RT version for ARM processors is supposed to be released. I don't understand that.
14: No, I don't, like, I don't either. But I, I, like I said, I think it's more. it was more designed to spur Microsoft's partners on than anything else and sort of maybe just get people... in get people excited about windows 8 in general
0: well then the other question is here will the surface ever be available except for maybe a limited period of time or maybe not at all
14: um you know uh, well it definitely definitely i think will be available but you know and it's probably going to be in limited numbers
0: well i guess we'll have to see what we have to see i'm very skeptical about it i'm skeptical over the fact that they have this rollout with very limited information very limited access And we're sitting here two weeks before the thing, the first product is going to be released, and we know nothing more than we knew then. But there you go. Now, speaking of tablets, though, we think of, as you say, some of these tablets being the modern-day equivalent of what the netbook was intended to be with touch capability. But what about the 7-inch tablet? What about the Kindle Fire, Kindle Fire HD, the 7-inch version, the Google Nexus 7, the Barnes & Noble Nook? The 7-inch tablets are not meant to be netbooks.
14: No, those are meant to be purely tablets. And and of in the tablet category, those have proven to be some of the most popular. Um, you know, it's a very, unlike the 10-inch tablets, you know, the 7-inch ones are a lot easier to hold in one hand. Um, and it's no surprise, I think, that, you know, the biggest rumors these days are that Apple is going to be coming out with its own uh, seven-inch tablet, the iPad Mini, as many are calling it.
0: Well, that one's supposed to be, I think, seven point eight five inches. Therefore, it would be close in size to eight
14: inches. So it's
0: a little bit of a
14: half a category above, right? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. But I mean, you have to think about also perhaps you know how how big is the bezel going to be on this thing? I mean, if it's next to nothing, then I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being close to the same size as a lot of these 7-inch tablets that are already on the market.
0: Okay, so if Apple releases an iPad Mini, and we almost think it's a given because all those authorized sources that we depend on, like the Wall Street Journal, are saying they have this information. We have an iPad Mini. Does that mean, therefore, that not only is it going to be real, that's really going to be available in a couple of weeks. What does Apple sell it for? Because we're seeing now the seven-inch tablets selling for what? About two hundred bucks. One ninety-nine is. Oh, sure,
14: sure. Yep. The the Nexus Seven and the Kindle Fire, they're all priced around two hundred bucks. And you know, I think even if Apple sells this for fifty dollars more, like two forty-nine, say, they could decimate sales for those other tablets just because. Now, because for one thing, it's Apple. And for another thing is that you'll probably get the entire you know iTunes catalog and access to all that other stuff um, that Apple is known for. We're going to have
0: to see how this really pans out. We have Mike Prospero, and he works with Laptop Magazine at LaptopMag.com. We've been talking about the possibilities of an iPad mini. Where does this thing fit in the marketplace Will it be the competitor to the Barnes & Noble Nook, the Kindle Fire, or something else entirely with Apple? I suppose you never know. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night How Live.
8: GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN, great talk radio starts here. Ray Perkins,
19: a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. rockoids.com that's r o c k o i d s.com attack. attack attack of the rockoids. rockoids a novel in the grand science fiction tradition
3: If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now I can help you reduce or eliminate your tax debts and end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I've helped thousands of people reduce and eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. And with the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800.
11: You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene
0: Steinberg. We've got Mike Prospero of Laptop Magazine at laptopmag.com. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl live. We are exploring the possibilities here with regard to an iPad mini. Now, isn't it interesting how Apple is notorious for blowing cold water on a product category? So, for example, they have this famous quote from Steve Jobs. When asked about small tablets, he says, they're too small. You're going to have to have sandpaper to make your fingers smaller to work on them. Now, maybe Apple's going to come out with one. But Apple did that with the Mac mini. Remember the Mac mini? Apple says, no, we're not going to make a small Mac, a cheap Mac. And that was what? Several weeks before they actually introduced the Mac Mini.
14: Mm hmm. That was that was quite some time ago. <laughs> but um, you know, I you know, Apple has a habit of, you know, doing that. You know, you they, they sort of push posh something, but then maybe, you know, maybe maybe, you know, following along with like that makes good business sense. If it's obviously if it's a popular category, then why not try and uh, corner it yourself?
0: Well, if you also blow cold water, you're stunned to spook your competitors. They think you're not going to do something, and then you go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's a pretty good trick if you can get away with it. And, of course, so much attention is focused on Apple. Okay. So we have the iPad mini. We were focusing on this earlier. If they sell it for, like, 249 or 299 is that a small enough premium from those really cheap 7-inch tablets to make a difference?
14: I think so. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think if they sell for 50 bucks more, that's, uh, uh, you know, that's small enough of a difference that people will be swayed to, to you know, pick an Apple device rather than, a, you know, one of the numerous, you know, sub $200 tablets that are on the market. I mean, you'd be surprised in our in my office here. You know, we we've got a we've got a ton of these seven inch tablets from. Companies you've never heard of, um, and most of them aren't very good actually. Uh, the, you know, the poor resolution screens. You know, the, you can't even get to the Android marketplace on them. A lot of the things that are you know just poor build quality for them. But you know, you see them around in in stores because they are so cheap, and people you know you know who are just you know almost waiting in line to buy you know at the counter will see you know this. tablet or something like that, and, you know, say, oh, look at that, uh, a tablet. Maybe I'll pick one up myself, and and they do, but obviously they're not getting quality. So, you know, with Apple, you know, if they come out with a really great tablet for not that much more, you know, they they can corner yet another market.
0: Well, the one thing here and the biggest drive when it comes to tablets is the ecosystem. So Apple has all of their applications, they have the seamless integration between all of their products, at least in terms of the mobile marketplace and integration with OS 10 especially with Lion and Mountain Lion. So once they get you into their ecosystem, you're involved in that ecosystem, then after that you have to think that Apple figures they've got you as a customer for life unless they do something to screw it up. So the big question is then how does Google combat that? Obviously, Amazon, their intent is to sell stuff from Amazon. So it mm-hmm. doesn't matter as much. But certainly to Google, it does matter.
14: Well, Google has their own Play Store as well. The Google Play Store you know, where you can also purchase movies and music and and books and the like. Um so they you know, so they, they're 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 they have a play for, you know, content as well, you know, but I think for Google it's more about just getting their stuff into more people's hands because then they can drive you know, they can get revenue through advertising or or other other sources. There's a lot of there's a lot of ways that Google can that can monetize a purchase like like uh like their Nexus seven tablet, or any or any Android tablet, for that matter,
0: well, that's a good question here, okay, so the Nexus seven, we kind of assume that Google and their partner in building that product they're not making very much on the sale.
14: no no, no, they're not, okay.
0: Have you guys actually seen teardowns where they estimate the parts cost as to what it costs to make one of those?
14: on occasion, yeah, there's a few sites that'll that'll do that, and you know. We have to I have to imagine that the margins can't be all that large for some of these things. But it's once once again, you know, sort of like the like you said, like the Amazon Kindle, is less about the hardware and all the software sort of behind it and the services behind it. That's where the companies make the money.
0: The question being here with Google, do they have the marketplace where they can earn that kind of profit to make the difference. I mean, we understand with Amazon because you could sit there as an Amazon storefront and buy thousands of dollars worth of merchandise. Obviously, when you buy a printer at next to cost, they'll sell you the consumables unless you go to a third party or refill your cartridge.
14: Hmm. No, I mean, I I would have to imagine that Google is making a fair amount of money off of you know, sales through the Google Play Store, um, you know, in terms of movies and music and other, and TV shows. I mean, otherwise, I don't think, you know, they'd be be in as deep as they are into Android if they weren't. At this point,
0: I guess we can't predict much of anything, but we have to see, for example, when Apple comes out with the iPad Mini where it goes. There were estimates Mm -hmm. they'd sell as many as 10 million this quarter, But is it possible after all this that the media has been spooked into believing a product's going to come that isn't going to come, it's not going to happen?
14: I don't know. uh, You know, there's always an element of surprise with Apple, but, um, you know, with so many, there's a lot of credible sources that would seem to indicate that there actually is an iPad mini coming out. So I would be very surprised if this was all a big hoax. (laughs) (laughs) The reason I think about that
0: is I think of the way the tech industry was spooked over the possibility that Apple would come out with a connected television set. Mhm. And we haven't seen it. We've seen some minor enhancements to Apple TV, but that's about it.
14: Yep, I mean I mean yeah, I I who knows? I mean this there's I mean we're unlike those devices though, um you know, we actually have seen rumored shots if you will of of uh of the ipad mini you know there was never any sort of leaked product shots of an apple an you know a connected apple tv or anything like that so i mean you know even though you know halloween is approaching i don't think this is you know the next uh war of the worlds
0: well there's that quote from the gentleman from google eric schmidt about the big companies and he mentions of course. Twitter, I believe he mentioned Facebook, he mentioned Google, he mentions Apple, but he doesn't mention Microsoft. Did you notice that?
14: Yeah, I think people were talking about that today uh about how uh you know there is a sort of a curious omission, I guess, and uh you know maybe that's you know when when you're coming from a company that's been as innovative as uh, as Google has, you know then you know I think if you looking at a company like Microsoft, you know you don't see the same sort of dynamism
0: certainly not. Maybe he thinks that Microsoft is passe
14: maybe maybe, but i mean you don't, I mean aside from Windows eight, you know that's not you know you don't see a lot of excitement over Microsoft products as you do with apple or you know android devices well certainly you're not
0: seeing a lot of excitement over windows 8. Hmm. not at all i mean i've seen more skepticism about a forthcoming microsoft os with windows 8 than just about anything i mean even when windows vista arrived which we regard now as somewhat of a failure there was a lot of anticipation at the time
14: Mm mm-hmm but, yeah, I mean, Windows eight is a huge leap for Microsoft because they're you know it's sort of it's sort of a if you can think about it, it's almost like a transitional operating system. They're trying to move people from a traditional desktop environment to more of a tablet and touch based uh, interface. And you know i after playing around with with Windows eight for a while and using it on a few new systems. You know, there's definitely some some major growing pains that are going to be and and adoption pains that are uh, going to be, you know, consumers are going to be faced with.
0: Yeah, I imagine. I imagine we're going to have to see how people adopt the formerly known as Metro Interface, where that goes. <laughs> yes, we we'll have to see where that takes it. We're talking to Mike Prospero. He's the reviews editor over at Laptop Magazine at laptopmag.com. You can find us on Twitter. We're Tech Nighthowl. Once again, we are Tech at Twitter. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech How Live.
8: America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network.
12: Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. They're disturbing health facts in the United States. We are now 60th in life expectancy, 41st in infant mortality. Autism is up from 1 in 10,000 to now 1 in 88. Over 100 million Americans are either diabetic or pre-diabetic. We're the most obese nation in the world. Arthritis and Alzheimer's disease are skyrocketing. Pediatric cancer is up over 10,000%. There is a better way. Don't miss my 90 for Life free lecture Monday, October 15th at Falcon Ridge Middle School at Apple Valley, Minnesota. Or call 877-279-9422. 877-279-9422. With over 30,000 autopsies and billions of research dollars, it answers to the health issues ailing Americans. My 90 for Life lecture is free and could save your life. Monday, October 15th, Falcon Ridge Middle School in Apple Valley, Minnesota, or call 877-279-9422. Again, that's 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422.
7: Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg.
0: We return with Mike Prospero. He's a reviews editor for Laptop Magazine and LaptopMag.com. And with Windows 8 coming out, what, October 26th? Yep, 26th. Okay. But you have got an early look on Windows 8 preloaded onto a couple of Sony personal computers. Before we talk about the Windows 8 experience, tell us about the computers that you got.
14: Sure. We uh, got hands-on. Actually, they sent us two actually very different notebooks. One is pretty much the largest tablet you're ever going to see. And the other one, that one, the first one is called the Tap 20, the VIO Tap 20. And the other one is called the Sony VIO Duo 11, which has a very unique sliding design. What's interesting about both these systems is that they're trying to address and sort of deal with Windows 8 in two different, completely different uh, manner, styles. So yeah, you know, just talking about the first one, uh, the the Tap twenty, it's probably like I said, it's probably the largest tablet you're ever gonna see. This thing has a twenty inch screen and a built in battery. And it weighs about eleven pounds, too. So it's This is therefore, the polar
0: opposite, the absolute polar opposite of say a MacBook Air which is super light. This is as heavy as it gets for a notebook. It's barely a notebook. It's right. Yeah, it sounds no, like this an all in one computer. It sounds like a small all in one computer.
14: That's essentially what it is is an all it 's an all in one pc with uh with a built in battery, so you can carry it around the house a little, little bit and it 's designed for basically families uh you know so they so they can play games together on this large screen uh, It actually works somewhat well for that you know uh, Sony's going to be loading on some games and activities I think one of the programs is called Art rage, which lets you you know paint on the screen and things like that. So it's designed for the whole family to sort of gather around and do things together. Just a
0: fast question about something like that. Is there a market, a proven market for a device like that? That's a little bit off the beaten track. It's like we have a 21.5-inch iMac from Apple. This is 20 Mm -hmm. inches, a tiny bit smaller screen, but a laptop form factor. Where is the market for something like that?
14: Well, you know, like, like I said, I think it's something for it's a sort of a whole family-use device. It's designed to be propped up, you know, at an angle, but it's also designed to lay flat, too. So if you can imagine uh, having, like, a board game on the screen, you know, and then you have mom, dad, you know, bro, m- you know brother and sister, you know, all sitting around it, you know, and, and playing something together, uh, that's where something like the Tap 20 makes sense. Okay, well... <laughs> It's another story entirely, and the other one's a more yeah. traditional device. Well, the traditional, uh, not quite. Actually, uh, oh, the okay. the yes, the the Duo Eleven has a very unique sliding design. You know, when you first look at it, it looks like a very thick tablet. Uh, it's got an eleven inch, eleven point six inch screen that's uh, got a resolution of nineteen twenty by ten eighty, which is really nice. But then, what you do is you sort of lift up on two corners of the screen, and it slides back to reveal a keyboard that's attached to the the uh, the monitor, and then you know so then you can you know type on it, and and then you can slide it back when you're done, so you can use it again as a tablet. Well, uh, what
0: are the words now, Rube Goldberg? That was the two words mm-hmm. that would describe this thing it sounds to me and i'm just going to be blunt about this you may like it i haven't seen these products they may be absolutely gorgeous they may work really well and we realize the workmanship and craftsmanship of a sony is pretty high i just don't understand it but that's just me I understand that
14: you know what um, per- we don't we don't really understand it <laughs> actually <laughs> i can
0: um, understand a you know- microsoft surface more than I can understand these two crazy devices. The point being is somehow they're trying to leverage whatever it is about Windows 8. Yes,
14: exactly. So Windows 8 is
0: going to breed these impossible laptop orientations that three people are going to buy. That's my prediction. Yeah, I mean...
14: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the that's the problem with Windows Eight is that it does represent sort of a new paradigm in terms of how people are going to use their their notebooks or their computers, you know. The, and window you know, Microsoft is trying to bridge the gap between sort of the traditional operating system as we know it now and sort of a pure tablet based interface. Because this operating system tries to do both things, notebook makers have to create systems that can do both things. And it's leading to some novel, but some kind of odd designs, too. And and it remains to be seen, you know, what's going to be actually adopted by consumers. Welcome to the bizarro world of personal computing. Yeah, indeed, indeed. The
0: bizarro universe, for those who read Superman comics.
15: Yeah. Now, what happened is here
0: is that the designers at Sony... We're so immersed in reading Bizarro Comics. This is something, maybe it's popular in Japan, I don't know. But they were reading Bizarro <laughs> Comics, and they thought, we've got to come up with something really smart, really different, to best present Windows 8. Now, the other question is here, I presume you've also used Windows 8 on normal
14: devices at this point. Yes, yes. Okay. We, we've installed it on a few you know, traditional clamshell laptops as well.
0: Okay, so I think the first question to ask, to be serious, and we're kind of ragging on Mike and he's a good sport. Okay, to be perfectly serious here, these rather strange PC variants, do they really give Windows eight a better presentation or do they make the whole thing more screwy? Uh they they do a
14: very they do a pretty good job of, you know, presenting uh Windows eight, you know, and making it so, you know somewhat easier to use you know I do have to give credit to Sony for you know cu- you know coming up with with an inventive design like the uh, the duo eleven you know it's you know trying to make the best of of this sort of awkward situation that is windows eight um, you know and in practice you know it has a very you know it has a very nice touchscreen you know and it's very responsive so sliding through all the the tile interface the the modern the modern part of the interface, if you will, with the live tiles, you know that's that's you know very smooth and, and it's very responsive. but then you know you get to the desktop interface on Windows eight, and you know just like trying to use Windows seven with a touchscreen, you know it's really hard to press these tiny icons and and
2: buttons.
0: This is the question I have to ask also about the Office 2013. I assume you tried the Office 2013 beta,
14: right? Yes, uh, we've, we've had a chance to test out Office 2013 as well.
0: Okay, just as a quick segue before we get more into Windows 8 details. Office 2013, which we understand now is a public beta. It's not the final release. We put all those terms and conditions on it. How does the touch interface Work with that. Is that a Rube Goldberg approach again? Uh,
14: A little bit. There's actually a button um, on the sort of the top panel on in Office um, that, when pressed, it makes the icons a little bit larger. Not much. You know, it makes all the menu things a little bit larger, so it's slightly easier to press. But it still feels like when we reviewed it, um, which was I think about a month or so ago, uh, Microsoft sent us a near final version you know when we reviewed it a few months ago um, you know it was it was slightly easier to press but it's still it's still sort of mired in the traditional desktop paradigm other than the buttons then basically
0: it works like office it's just having the Pretty buttons much, yeah. expand themselves to allow you to
14: touch them mhm it's just a, they're just a little bit larger than 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 before so i don't know how many people are going to want to use uh, office, you know, just purely uh, by touch.
0: Would it make more sense for Microsoft to build, like Apple does with Pages, to build an app that is solely dedicated to the touch environment and doesn't make all the compromises?
14: I think, yeah, I think it would. Uh, I think it would benefit them, um, especially if they're trying to move everyone over to a, touch pa- a touch-based environment. Eventually, you're going to need to have. You know, uh, applications that take advantage of that.
0: And by the way, neighbors, if you do want to get in touch with us, we'd like to hear from you. You could check us out on Twitter where we are known as Tech Night Owl. That's Tech Night Owl at Twitter. Or, of course, you can check out our forums at forum.technightowl.com. Once again, that's forum.technightowl.com. Either way, we want to hear from you. We're taking advantage of the expertise of Mike Prospero, Reviews Editor. For Laptop Magazine LaptopMag.com, more coming on the Tech Night Owl Live. Formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if graphic converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy graphic converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for graphic converter. Go to LEMKESOFT.com. That's L E L-E-M-K-E M K E SOFT.com. L E M K E SOFT.com.
3: Jim Newcomer from Midas Resources, October 12th, 2012. Gold opened this morning at 1769.80. A one-ounce gold coin can be purchased for 1813-36, 906-68 for a half ounce, or 453-34 for a quarter ounce. That's 1813-36, 906-68, and 453-34.
4: Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? Wait a sec. Gold and silver is going up while Congress is trying to settle on the next debt increase. And there's no end to this madness. That old 401k and IRA can be converted into physical gold without tax consequences. I explained this in my book, 10 Reasons to Buy Gold. Don't let time slip away. Call for your free copy today, 800-686-2237. Get away from that Washington spin and get honest answers about gold. 800-686-2237. The book is free, 800-686-2237.
12: What's safer and cheaper than prescription drugs?
2: Glad you asked. The answer is renovation teas. Herbal remedies are much safer and much cheaper than prescription drugs. Taste great, and most importantly, herbal teas are effective and non-addictive. Renovation tea is especially unique, and here's why. We spent years researching herbs and their beneficial properties. That's 870-784-3121. Renovation Tees. Renovate your health one bag at a time. Can heart and
9: body extract help with other ailments besides heart conditions, high blood pressure, clogged arteries, or unbalanced cholesterol? It did for Karen.
1: I've been using heart and body extract for approximately two weeks. I've had an earwax buildup problem for many years, with over the counter stuff not working at all. I had very poor hearing due
12: to this earwax buildup. Well, after two weeks of taking heart and body extract, my earwax buildup almost completely cleared up. Could this be the effect of better body circulation?
9: Heart and body extract is an effective 100% organic nutritional supplement specially for formulated to allow your body to heal itself.
16: My hearing is almost completely back to normal. I'm amazed.
9: Order by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. Heart and body extract for a long and healthy life. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts
7: or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at techniteowl.com. That's news at com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at com slash radio. That's TechnightOwl.com slash radio. Or
0: subscribe on iTunes. So here's where we stand. Mike Prospero got a pair of some very, very unusual, and you can take that for its positives and negatives, very unusual notebook variants from Sony on which to install Windows 8. Now, we've all seen the public betas, previews, whatever. You're using the version of Windows 8 that will be available for download. Before we get into what might be different, I understand this week Microsoft pushed some updates to some of their bundled apps for Windows 8. Is that correct?
14: Uh,
0: I believe so.
14: I haven't had a chance to really test them out yet.
0: Okay, but in general, with Windows 8, having used the previews, the public betas, whatever, what do you see that's new, different, or changed, if anything, in the final version?
14: Uh, it's just a little bit... Uh, it- yeah, from what I can tell, you know, you know, it's it's a little bit smoother in terms of you know the the icons and things like that, and and you know, and being able to you know navigate through the desktop. You know, they're they're pushing out more apps into into the their store, which you know, to be fair, is you know limited at the time, but at the moment, but you know, people are you know more developers are starting to you know publish more and more apps for it.
0: So the key here, of course, if Windows 8 is going to work and the interface formerly known as Metro is going to work, you're going to have to have native apps rather than have apps that force you to the desktop. I presume, however, that a company like Adobe is not going to rebuild Creative Suite just for Windows 8's modern UI. They're going to want something that has a cross-platform capability between the Mac and Windows.
14: Oh, indeed. I, I can... I can only imagine that they're hard at work behind the scenes on trying to come up with something for that.
0: Right. We have to see how that would pair out. Okay. Now, this is the other issue here with regard to Windows 8. So there are more bundled apps. They've made it leaner, meaner, you know, more refined. It's the difference between a beta and a final release. And Microsoft's trying to make sure everything is as good as possible for the official rollout of Windows 8. Did anything get worse? between the previews and the final release?
3: Uh, no, not that I could tell.
14: Um, you know, it's it's starting to come together. I mean, I think the trick is going to be trying to, you know, this is going to be for consumers, is trying to figure out the best way to live entirely in one environment, um, you know, whether it's the former Metro, or the, form, the former Metro's uh, space or the desktop space. as it stands there, you know, a lot of apps sort of bump you if you're in one will bump you to the other interface you know apps and things like that so the trick is going to be trying to stay in one or the other and not have to switch back and forth too often
0: that's what's going to cause the complaints i think but also because is there even a warning i mean if you launch an app that happens to take you back to the standard desktop is there a warning yeah no it just does it yeah it just does it (laughs) Okay, and then you want to... It can be a little rough. A little jarring, I think. See, this is the thing I... Yeah, yeah. Go ahead.
14: No, I was agreeing with you. I was saying, yep.
0: This is the thing I worry about. Microsoft, obviously, is making a large portion of their income from the enterprise. We have a situation here, and we mentioned it earlier in the episode, that PC sales are going down. More people are buying smartphones. More people are buying tablets and trying to perform as many functions of a personal computer on them. So now we have a situation where Microsoft needs to prop up the PC market for as long as they can. They come up with an operating system that's a hybrid. And when you go to the enterprise and you present this to IT people and say, here's Windows 8, and they're going to look at it and say, well, how do we train people? How are we going to be productive? What is there about Windows 8 that's more productive than Windows 7?
14: That's a good question, but you know, considering that people are only, I, you know, some companies are only now just converting to Windows Seven. You know, I don't see a lot. You know, I, I don't. I really don't see that there's going to be a huge uptake, at least in the corporate world, for Windows Eight right away. I mean, I think it's going to take quite some. It's going to take quite some time before uh, we see it deployed in any great numbers.
0: And even then, would it be deployed in great numbers? Consider, how many businesses are still running Windows XP? I mean, I I went to a doctor's office with my wife the other day, and you think, you know, a physician's office will have something fairly modern to keep up with medical records, practices, and everything. They're using Windows XP.
14: Yep. I mean... It's it's, 2012. It's 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 11 years old. old. (laughs) Yep, it's old old but reliable. I mean, uh, they don't build them like they used to, I guess. (laughs)
0: You know, I might as well get my 1957 Chevy out of mothballs. The first car I yep. had was an old used car. First car I got when I learned how to drive. I had a relative give me free of charge. This is years later. It's not as old as you think. And I'm not as old as I look. But I had a 1957 Chevy. And this was way later. And it took a while before I got myself a more modern car. And I have to think, well... It's like now using Windows XP in the personal computing world, 11 years is like 100 years, isn't it? It's like, you know, dog years or
6: something.
14: Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, having that 57 Chevy would be great now, too. (laughs)
0: I'll tell you, if I kept the car and I restored it, it wasn't in the great of of shape. I think the upholstery was kind of ragged. You know, it basically lived a couple of lifetimes, and engines didn't last as long then. But you Mm -hmm. have a point. If I could have restored that car, it'd be worth something today. But what's the value of a Windows computer running XP?
14: Well, as long as you know, it's it, maybe it's sort of like the, uh, you know, like the cars they have down in Cuba. You know, even though they're they haven't been supported in in decades, you know, you know they're, they're still sort of patching them together and keeping them running because you know they're easier to fix and in some ways a little more reliable.
0: Well, you have to think here that what would happen to our world if all the electric power went away like the TV show Revolution? And then Windows Hmm. 8 wouldn't work, the iPhone wouldn't work. We wouldn't have to worry It would
14: make my job a little more hard. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I know. What would we do? Use smoke signals. How would I have
14: a radio broadcast?
0: (laughs) You know, what would happen? Of course, they have a lot Mm -hmm. of product placement on the show where they have this little tiny jewel-like device that restores power briefly, and it always activates their iPhone product placement. <laughs> Think about that. All right, let's get back to reality here with Windows 8. Now, I understand what Microsoft wanted to do here. They want to embrace the future. They have a vision for the future that differs from Apple's. It's PC+. So we have Windows 8. We have it coming out in days, a couple of weeks after you hear this broadcast. Perhaps you'll be able to download a copy of Windows 8. And the question I'm going to ask, which Mike Prospero will answer in the next segment, is, okay, Microsoft releases Windows 8. There's a lot of skepticism. That skepticism, say, just a theory, it might be a big success. That skepticism is borne out. Windows 8 doesn't do so well. What does Microsoft do for plan B? We have Mike Prospero, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live.
8: Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network.
6: Iodine protection packs from hempusa.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock save you money and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit hempusa.org or call 908-691-2608 today. Hempusa.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean. with micro plant powder visit us at hempusa.org or call 908-691-2608 today we take a lot
13: for granted. Lights, water, even food we eat. But what if these things went away? Would you know how to protect your family in a natural or man-made disaster? Would you know how to survive? When disaster hits, power and water are gone, and the mobs go crazy grabbing food off the shelves. You and your family may be waiting in long lines for help. Don't be helpless. Learn the secrets to survival at 123survivalplan.com. Do you know the 37 crucial food items you can't live without? Many people don't have these food items. Learn what you need to hoard at 123 Survival survivalplancom Recently, over 1 million people have viewed the video at 123survivalplan.com These survival secrets are vital The government suggests we maintain an emergency supply of food and water But do you know the 37 food items that will fly off grocery shelves or a simple way to treat unsafe drinking water? This information is critical. Find it now on 123survivalplan.com Don't take your family's safety for granted Visit 123survivalplan.com That's 123survivalplan.com Who wants to be
9: disease-free, full of energy, and vibrant health? Two reasons you may feel constantly tired and run down could be that your body's acid level is high and your pH level is low. How does acid enter your body? A cup of coffee, a sandwich, tap water, stress, and cell phones. Plus, your own body produces acid on a regular basis. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize the water you drink and raise your pH level. They promote more oxygen in your system, higher energy potential, and many other documented health benefits. And studies show viruses, bacteria, and toxins cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops is the least expensive and the best pH level product you can buy. Order AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops for just $29.95 at Alcavision.com. spelled A-L-K-A, vision.com, or call 800-518-7615. That's 800-518-7615. Alkalize your body, supercharge your health with pH drops from AlkaVision.com. You're listening to the
11: Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next.
0: With Mike Prospero of Laptop Magazine, laptopmag.com, I asked him the sixty-four million dollar question here: If Windows Eight and there's skepticism, doesn't do as well as Microsoft wants, and You know, I have to look at it this way as someone who obviously prefers Apple to Microsoft. I don't want to see a company fail. I don't want to see employees left out on the street. We understand. We don't want that to happen. We want everybody to be prosperous. We want innovation in the PC industry and the mobile industry. What does Microsoft do if Windows 8 doesn't do so well?
14: I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, in the long run, I don't think it's going to be a huge crisis for, for Microsoft. You know, because if this is a transitional operating system... Then you have to imagine that you know Windows Nine is going to be either you know is going to be either more you know focused on the touch interface you know or something like that. You know I I look at it sort of like Windows Phone if you will. You know the first iteration or two you know they're a little they're a little rough but you know you know now that you know Windows Phone Eight is coming out and that's a lot more refined you know a lot a lot slicker. And unlike actually and unlike their phone operating system which sort of is you know has come along after everyone else is, you know, I think you still have a majority of people in the world on Windows systems. So even if Windows 8 is a failure, you know, maybe you know I'm I'm holding out hope for Windows 9 <laughs> I guess.
0: Okay, Windows 9. But, Interesting question about Windows 9, and that is, what has Microsoft said about it? Will it be more of Windows 8 or what?
14: Oh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm just sort of purely speculating. But, I mean, just sort of looking at, you know, because, I mean, we're only talking about Windows 8 coming out now.
0: We're talking through our hats, but, ladies and gentlemen. And let's just be honest about it. Go ahead.
14: <laughs> I mean, given that, you know, given, given that Windows 8 is sort of leading us towards uh more of a pure touch based interface i can only imagine that the next iteration after that you know will be even more of just a pure of a pure touch interface
0: do you think that customer reaction would force microsoft to move more towards the desktop if that's the way it turns out
14: um that's a good question maybe um Maybe the maybe they'll try and they'll have to splitter it you know so that, like sort of like Apple has you know where where they have a desktop interface and then they have their you know their iOS interface you know and they are two very separate things well my, Microsoft
0: and Apple disagree about that Apple feels that the way you interact with a desktop operating system the way you use it is different than a mobile operating system. Microsoft is trying to have this hybrid situation, but You have to wonder if Microsoft doesn't succeed in that. Do they move more towards the Apple model? Now, Microsoft, obviously, it's kind of interesting. There was a statement, was it, from Steve Ballmer? It sounds to me like Microsoft wants to be more like Apple in the future.
14: Uh, Well, they, I I don't know, they sort of intimated, I don't think Microsoft itself wants to be more like Apple, but uh, when Ballmer introduced the Surface you know, a few months ago, he talked about the importance of marrying hardware and software design um, into something that's sort of seamless. So, in, in that respect, I guess you know they're they're trying to you know imitate Apple or or follow along what Apple does. But it's obviously that's a lot harder to do when you're when when hardware design is more or less you know at the mercy of you know other partners.
0: Obviously, we can't make a prediction what's going to happen with Windows 8. But after it comes out, maybe in the first month or two, we'll see what kind of uptake there is, especially because Microsoft is selling it real cheap. It's thirty nine ninety nine for the downloadable version. Obviously, if you bought a PC in the last, what, two, three, four months or even longer, you get a free upgrade to Windows 8, right? Yep. Okay, so it's easy to get if you want it. We'll have to explore. Yeah,
14: I mean, and that's... And that's, uh, you know, obviously the key to, you know, Microsoft's success over, you know, last, you know, 20, 30 years is that, you know, they have a huge distribution. You know, so love it or hate it, you know, Windows 8, you're going to probably have to use it at some point.
0: Maybe another 11 years from now.
14: (laughs) Maybe. So that way would be
0: everybody be using Windows 7, then we can have everybody use Windows 8. Let me ask you briefly here, and this isn't something you did, but maybe you can give us kind of an overview. Just very recently, you guys over at Laptop Magazine ran, I guess we call the smartphone shootout with the iPhone 5 and Samsung Galaxy S3. Okay, these are two very, very popular smartphones. You had 13 rounds. Why 13 rounds? To be lucky or what?
14: (laughs) Well, you know, it was sort of like a long uh, long boxing match, but with one extra. Think of it as a baker's dozen. Okay, so yeah,
0: baker's dozen. Like, of course, you buy a dozen bagels, and they give you the 13th bagel. And those of us who have lived in New York or come from New York, we understand the baker's dozen, you know. We actually do that. Yep. Okay, so you had a shootout. Samsung Galaxy mm-hmm. S3, iPhone 5. And if you go onto the site, laptopmag.com, and look over this article, what you're going to see is a checkbox. i like to go over a couple of different areas of why you feel one is better than the other. Design, you gave it to the iPhone 5.
14: Yep. Um, you know, there's no doubt, there's no questioning that that both, you know, both the devices, um, you know, are really great, you know, in terms of design. But we did like the iPhone because, you know, for one thing, it fits better in in one hand, um, and it's lighter, and uh, and it it just feels more uh, solid, if you will.
0: Apple's penchant for extraordinary workmanship, for expansion and accessories,
14: a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there another thing. You know, because there's because Apple only makes you know essentially one phone. For one device, it's a lot easier for accessory makers to come up with with devices, you know, that accessories that that will work with the iPhone. You know, you, you know how many, you know how many, uh, you know, uh, uh, speaker docks have you seen for you know past Apple products as opposed to Android you know, docs for Android phones. Because they're all very different,
0: different sizes, that kind of thing. But the long and short of it is, of course, there's going to be a bit of a disruption because Apple went to the lightning connector, but you figure in six months, a year, that's all gone.
14: Exactly. And that's, that's why there's a draw because they are, because it is, you know, if you, if you have, you know, an, an iPhone accessory right now, you need to go out and buy an adapter to make your new make it work with your new iPhone,
0: and it may not work because a few of the things that work. Now, the next category is display. You rate them equal.
14: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, there's the Super AMOLED display on the uh, Galaxy S3. You know, it's really you know it's it's bright and crisp. Um, uh, but in the iPhone's display uh, was more than double the brightness, actually, on our tests, than the S3. Um, and, you know, that's especially helpful when you're outdoors, you know, in the bright sunlight, um, you know, you need to be able to see what's on the screen.
0: I had a situation like that the other day. I was doing a transaction with somebody and he was in the outside. I have an iPhone 4S. I haven't gotten the iPhone 5. I'll be doing that soon. And he had a Samsung. I don't know which model, but generic Samsung Mm -hmm. and in the Arizona sunlight washed out completely. I could see. Enough to be able to do something on the iPhone. He had an awful time. He had kind of shaded next to his pickup truck to see what was going on. We have someone who is not shady because he's Mike Prospero and he's reviews editor of Laptop Magazine, laptopmag.com. We're going to have the iPhone versus Samsung shootout continuing on the other side of the Tech Night Out live. <laughs> Hey, neighbors, you've seen all those crazy, wacky products on TV. The perfect tortilla, easy covers, hot booties, furniture fix, petty spin, and more. Where do you find all that stuff? You go to asseenontv.com because this is the one-stop source for all of these TV goods advertised. Find all your favorites as seen on TV. Check them out asseenontv.com. And by the way, save 10%. Here's what you do. Use the code SEEN1, S-E-E-N, number one, Scene one Go to asseenontv.com to order. Save 10%. Purchase this summer's hottest As Seen on TV items. Save 10%. Or call 1-866-277-3366. 1-866-277-3366. The code seen Scene 1 to save 10%.
20: yeah. <sighs> Earthquakes, hurricanes, floods, all sorts of natural disasters happen. Some of you are ready. Some are not. MySurvivalGoods.com gets you ready. Think basics. Do you have a home first aid kit? A car emergency kit? A basic urban survival kit? MySurvivalGoods.com has kits. Then the big stuff. Ready for system interruptions caused by natural or man-made disasters? Terrorism? Government collapse? Social chaos? Are you ready to bug out? Could you survive? off the grid for a minimum of three days like FEMA says well, don't count on FEMA count on high quality kits from mysurvivalgoods.com check out our large selection of emergency kits for cars home schools and office and bug out bags first aid and flu kits emergency water and food even build your very own custom emergency kit 100% satisfaction guaranteed go to mysurvivalgoods.com now that's
21: mysurvivalgoods.com don't delay prepare today. Every day, nearly 3,000 families enter into foreclosure and face losing their home. If you're currently behind on your mortgage, you can still avoid foreclosure. You can save your home, but you need to act now. We're Allied State Foreclosure Services. We're experts in saving homes from foreclosure. With just one phone call to us, you can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, and save your home. Call now. The call is free with no obligation. 1-800-597-8843. Call us if you've been threatened with foreclosure, denied loan modification, or missed a payment on your mortgage. If you've been a victim of a predatory loan or are upside down on your mortgage, even if you've lost your job and you're worried about losing your home, don't wait. Call us now and let us help you save your home. You've worked hard to build a life with your family. Let us help you keep your home. Call now before it's too late. 1-800-597-8843. 1-800-597-8843. 1-800-597-8843.
11: What are you listening to? The Tech Night Out Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next?
0: You never know. With Mike Prospero of Laptop Magazine, LaptopMag.com, where he's a reviews editor. This is a final segment of the Tech Night Out Live. So we'll go through a lot of these essentials pretty quickly. So okay, the audio is better on the iPhone. Why?
14: Uh, you know, it's got two little speakers on it, um, and, and on the bottom of it, just like the iPhone 4s. Um, you know, and so, and because the because the speakers are on, on the edge instead of the bottom, you know, when you lay the phone down, the S3's uh, speaker is going to be facing right against the desk, say. You know, whereas the iPhone can sort of pump it out, um, you know, in a better direction.
0: Very briefly here, interface and software and features, Samsung gets the nod. Is that because Android? Whatever you think about the elegance of the OS, Android has more features.
14: Yeah, uh, it's yeah, not just the features, but you know, it's little things such as you know being able to open. You know, a number of different applications from the lock screen and not just like, you know, for the iPhone, you can only open the camera from the lock screen with the, with the S3. You can open, you know, say uh, your email or the web browser or something like that. So that's a little bit better. And uh, Samsung also has some other fun little effects and things like that. On the, on the home screens and it also has uh, you know live live tiles and, li- and you know, not live tiles that's uh, windows thing um, but it has widgets that you know can update in real time to show you say the weather at a glance or you know what emails you have coming in. So that's where, um, that's where, that's where the, the S3 can the wins.
0: Okay, S voice versus Siri. And we know Siri isn't perfect. Siri works, of course, if you're Samuel L. Jackson, you give it a menacing glare. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
14: yeah, um no, we did we do like actually we do give the edge to the slight edge to Siri because um it does give you information that's sort it, it knows the questions you're asking uh, contextually. You know, I could say, you know, um who's pitching you know I said who won last night's you know, Yankees game and it'll give me the answer and then I said who pitched and I and then it'll give me the pitchers for the game which is it's nice to have you get it's sort of a more natural uh experience well if you're Martin Scorsese
0: and you're trying to navigate through New York traffic in a taxi that's the secret of Siri by the way you have to undergo acting training I did receive acting training at one time I don't claim to be an actor But I did receive that training. Maybe that's why Siri likes me. Otherwise, (laughs) at least you didn't review mapping services. Okay, performance. We see that the iPhone 5 gets the nod. And briefly, it's the A6 is a little bit better. 4G and web browsing, you rate is comparable.
14: Yeah, um, you know, obviously this is, you know, very dependent on the carrier as well as where you happen to be. You know, but we found it's really, it's less under... The control of the phone itself and more of the carrier which carrier did you use for these tests uh we used the we used verizon i believe um and we tested both phones at the same time in the same location in a few different places in new york city and then in new jersey as well
0: apps and content the nod to the app store probably because it has a richer selection of apps
14: Yep, um, you know, and it's and they you know, a- Apple updated the store as well, so it's arguably easier to navigate. And you know, there is just more content.
0: Well, also more of a consistency because more people are running the same OS, it gives developers a chance to have apps that don't cater to a lower common denominator. They know that okay, a third a half of the users of iOS are going to be using iOS 6. Let's make it compatible. Camera and camcorder comparable.
14: Yep. Um, you know, we, you know there's, there's been a lot of hay made about uh, the Purple Haze on the iPhone 5 camera. I'll tell you why, um,
0: because they were all listening to Jimi Hendrix recordings. Exactly. Although, by the <laughs> way, there was actually a hit record of Purple Haze with Dion. You know Dion from yes, that, the one who did Abraham Martin and John, and did all the doo wop stuff in the fifties. He had a version of Purple Haze, almost
14: like a folk song. Huh. Huh. And it was a hit record, but uh, really. <laughs> so, but you know, we so but I mean, we found so we found things that we liked and, and disliked about both cameras. Um, you know, on our on our shootout, you can see we, we tried like the panorama feature on both um we were at a Yankees game and uh you know the iPhone 5 just its you know, panorama looked just miles better than the S3's you know but then you have other things you know such as saturation and and video and it goes back and forth you know so some you know, sometimes the S3 looks better sometimes the iPhone 5 looks better you know either way though you're getting a really fantastic camera though are these differences,
0: even things that the average person would even notice if they're not really techno geeks or photographers, they'll both do a good job, credible job?
14: Yeah. And one, re- one thing that we like on the F3 better than the iPhone is that you can, it's easier to share photos and video with friends too. It's kind of like you just touch them. Yeah. Yeah. Using NFC, you can just touch two phones together and, and, and transfer them over. Yeah, you know, they show that in the commercials. <laughs> yes, we
0: see that. That's an interesting feature. We have to see where Apple goes with that. I think you'll see NFC in an iPhone when they see better support for more consistency. Apple doesn't always get first to the party.
14: Battery life better on the iPhone? Yep. Um, it was about half an hour longer than the S3. Um, we got about seven and a quarter hours in the iPhone 5 versus about six hours and 40 minutes on the S3. Uh, here's in an aspect. A lot- Go ahead.
0: Say it again. Three, two, one. 2,
14: uh, 1. We got about seven and a quarter hours on the iPhone 5 versus about six hours and 40 minutes on the S3. You know, both though know, are well above our average of about six hours for battery life, though.
0: Okay. And the final category is call quality. And we forget when we review all these fancy features of a smartphone, the second word in the word smartphone is phone. You gotta talk Indeed. to people on the phone. <laughs> yeah, who the have thunk?
14: <laughs> yeah, who could have thunk it, man? And uh, you know, here the iPhone um, edged out the S three, you know, slightly. Um, both delivered fairly good call quality, obviously, um, but we did detect a little bit of fuzziness on the S three. So that's where the that's where the iPhone five um, beats it out. Not that you're gonna. It, you know, not use the S3 because of the call quality. Far, far from it. But the iPhone's was just a little bit better.
0: I think people, I'm not trying to insult people, I think people are accustomed to lousy call quality on every one of those wireless providers. I know the iPhone 5 supports a higher resolution standard of audio for phones and the iPhone 5, but that standard is not being embraced by American carriers. I think some European carriers will do it. Wouldn't it be nice to get better call quality? I mean, you have to think that Alexander Graham Bell, with his initial phone, probably had better call quality than we get with a cell phone these days.
14: Well, I'm not sure about that. But uh, he, only nice had to deal with, he, he only had to deal with one or two people on the line. <laughs>
0: Well, that's true. If you're having you know, 127 million people on the line, what do you do? How do you cope with it? So the overall winner is? The iPhone 5. Okay, there you go. Despite maps and despite the problems. Have so, you noticed, know, Somebody uh, ask you real quick. Take a though. look. Uh,
14: you know, it's on our site. We have 13 rounds. Feel free to comment if you feel differently. <laughs> I
0: bet they will. By the way, I have noticed, I don't know if you've seen, maps has gotten a little bit better. They've made a few improvements in apple's maps okay mike prospero tell our listeners
14: how they can find more of your stuff if you go to www.laptopmag.com you can read all of our latest reviews such as the sony Vio duo 11 and the tap 20 as well as our iphone 5 and galaxy s3 shootout
0: and folks you can find us on twitter we are tech night owl at twitter we have another radio show All about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this weekend we'll be talking about Martian and Lunar Mysteries on the Paracast. That's at Paracast.com, Paracast.com. On the Tech Night Owl Live, Mike Prospero, thanks for joining us this week on the show. Thank you.
18: The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.